Okay, hello, welcome to this Happy Startup free lesson on how to make selling effortless, effortless, effortlessless. I would put my teeth back in. Um, yeah, I'm recording this webinar, so for you guys who come, you can watch it again. I'll share that with you. Um, and also for people who, there's a few people who email me saying, oh, I've got a meeting, I can't make it. Uh, can you please record it for me? You know, you've got to show a commitment if, you, if I want to do this stuff again and again. But anyway, I'm going to be kind to you and share the video. Um, a bit of housekeeping. Uh, so I've had about over 100 people to sign up to say they're going to be on this webinar, so it could get a bit crowded. Uh, I'm going to try and answer as many of your questions as possible. But in the meantime, I just let you know if you haven't used Zoom how to use this, the tool. Uh, I'm going to be looking down to my left a bit because that's where my screen is. Um, on your uh, on your screen, there should be a toolbar at the bottom, and you have an option to chat. So there's a little chat facility. So if you want to introduce yourself, that'd be really good. Uh, introduce yourself to the other people on the call. Uh, ideally, can you please just say uh, say your name uh, and where you're from? That'd be a good starting point, and um, just to get a, a nice feeling of, of who's on the call uh, and just feel connected. Uh, sometimes it's a bit weird when you're on the internet. There's no kind of feeling of personal connection. You feel like you're just talking to a camera, but actually there are people behind there, and I want to connect to those people. Another option we have is we have a Q and A. Uh, little tool as well so if you have a question that comes up to you uh, for you while the call is going on uh, just type it in there and then at the end I will try and go through as many of the questions as I can like I said I'm going to try and keep this to half an hour probably go over about 45 minutes but um, I know you guys are busy you've got stuff to do though it's a Friday afternoon the weekend tomorrow you've got nothing to do work and wait till Monday anyway for those of you who actually have jobs to do um, uh, I'll try and wrap up as quickly as possible. Um, and I've got uh, our lovely Sophie, who just started with us today. Uh, she's doing an internship for the next three months, and she's going to be on the chat and on the questions. If I miss stuff out, then she'll probably come through the door and tell me I've missed something. Uh, she's going to help me just make sure everyone's okay and the, and the call goes smoothly. So oh, it's great to see everyone introducing themselves. Um, can you speak a bit slower, the audio isn't ideal. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna bring the mic towards my mouth. Uh, now you might see it there. Um, if you're having trouble hearing, uh, please let me know. So Frederic, let me know if that's better for you. Um, hi Charlotte, thank you for joining. And Narenda, thank you. And Mallory, cool, excellent. It's great to see everyone here. Um, that's fantastic. Oh, I feel, I feel, I feel connected and loved. Right, okay, now, you came here for something, didn't you? So I might as well kick that off as well. So let me get the slides up. Here we go. Uh, and I'm going to press play, press play. Right, get rid of my ugly mug, unless you want to see it. So there we go, bye-bye. Right, okay, so this is a, a webinar uh, about how to make uh, selling effortless. So uh, I've, um, I'm going to give you a bit of a background first. Is for those of you who don't know the full story of the Happy Start School, I'll do, just give you a, sh a short story behind where we've come from. Uh, I just want to check if, uh, yeah, a bit brief story of where we come from, and then I'll go into sort of like how some of the tools and exercises that we use in our home school to help this idea of how do I sell my idea, also make that feel comfortable rather than just being uh, feeling like a salesperson. 
Um, so actually, I want to turn on this camera again because it's, uh, I feel it's a bit impersonal if you don't see me. And let's put myself down here. Cool. Okay, so uh, how to make something effortless. Um, now, before the Happy Startup School, we, myself and my co-founder, Lawrence, uh, we ran a startup studio, an age, a digital agency that helped entrepreneurs build out their digital businesses. So we started off doing design and development for their online products, but we morphed into doing much more business consultancy and startup consultancy and kind of helping them really understand where their idea was, where the value was in their idea and how to communicate that. And so uh, that was hard when we didn't really know why they were doing it in the first place. And there's this whole, the, the whole start with why Simon Sinek approach to people buy why you do something rather than what and that's one of the things that we prescribe to because we're not we're not natural salespeople ourselves i hate selling i find it really icky uh, i really don't if i don't believe in something i really find it hard to convince someone to do something and so we were because we were makers we were much more into making things people wanted rather than trying to make people want things so it's much more about finding what was it uh, that people needed uh, and then making sure that we gave it to them. And so rather than pushing, pushing stuff onto them. And the challenge that I found with lots of entrepreneurs, uh, and I was doing a workshop earlier this week with the School of Social Entrepreneurs. Uh, social Entrepreneurs are a bit of a challenge, even more of a challenge in terms of the, the quite a complex idea sometimes there. But it's really about when you're talking to someone about your idea or your startup, Unless you're prepared and you've got a clear idea of what's going, what you're trying to offer them or who you're trying to talk to or who you're trying to serve, it becomes that as a stream of consciousness. Yeah? And basically the person talking to you is just bombarded by facts and figures and, and information and at some point they glaze over or they lose kind of track of what's going on or you know, at the best they're really engaged but they still don't know what really you're trying to do. So one of the key things that we're really interested in is maintaining some focus in the message you know, being very very clear uh, as to who you're trying to serve and what is it you're trying to do for them and understanding also their context and the problems they're trying to face and i'm going to go break this down as we go along through this webinar and for us the kind of the the artifact or the culmination of these kinds of exercises which we we do on our home school is to create what's we call you know it's the value proposition statement so kind of niche from uh, the business model canvas and value proposition canvas stuff uh, by uh, Osterwalder and Co. This is really how can we really encapsulate uh, not everything that we do as a product uh, in our products and our services, but the key things that are targeted to the right people. And so a lot of the time we, we think we have lots of different audiences. Um, maybe they have the same needs, maybe they have different needs, but you should have a value proposition statement for each kind of target audience and need. And I'll go into this a bit more in depth in a bit. So I'm going to break this down in terms of the, the, the narrative, the story behind how I'm going to explain kind of how to sell effortlessly. Uh, there's four things that we're going to cover. First is kind of people and behaviors, knowing who is it you want to serve and why do you want to serve them? And what is it in terms of uh, what is their context? What do they do? You know, understanding them really in their, in their, in their day to day lives. And then what are the needs and goals that they have, what, not just around your product, but themselves as people, because understanding that context and how you, you fit in to those needs and goals is really important in how you talk and communicate the value of what you do. 
Um, and the uh, finally, or the third thing there is also their pains and their problems. What's stopping them from achieving their goals? Yeah, so you might not be able to help them achieve all of their goals, but there might be a key stumbling block, something that's really stopping them from achieving that you can help them. And it's really understanding those, those pain points, those problems, those difficulties, those hurdles that you can just take away from them very easily. And that's where the value is. And then finally, it's by being able to articulate that value, understanding the choice that the customer has. How else could they solve that pain problem? Are they doing that already? And really by being aware of that, position yourself in the right way so that your alternative is better or more comfortable or they just trust you in some way. But somehow you need to stand out from the alternatives. But, you, but for me, I think one of the things is to give a choice to whoever you're selling to. It's like, it isn't like this is the only solution for you. Um, and maybe that, that is, that is a, um, a style that people have. But for me, it's really a case of um, there's that way and there's my way. And my way is good because of these things. You might want to choose that way. And so it's really then you, I think you build trust in people. That's the real message behind that. How do you build trust in people so that they choose you? And I think that that way they'll stay with you because they believe that you're, you have their best interests at heart. So first things first people and behavior. So how do we kind of track or uh, describe the people that we want to, to uh, serve uh, and have that in a clear and concise uh, way so that we can always refer back to it. And so what we're trying to do is paint a picture of this person. And they don't have to be, it doesn't have to be exact at the beginning. And it's usually just a guess at the beginning. Um, if you're building something for yourself, then great, just model it on who you are. But most of the time, it's some kind of amalgam of various people that you've met who've tackled the same problem or involved in your idea. Of course, most of us start off, we've got this problem, this, this idea, this solution that we want to just tout on everyone. So it's kind of taking a step back saying, who is this solution, who is this solution potentially good for? Forgetting the solution then, and then really understanding that person. Because if you don't understand that person, if you don't take that decision to niche down to a very clear target, you're going to try talking to everyone. And ultimately, no one. If you talk to everyone, you talk to no one. And there's, unless you're able to connect with very specific people, it's very hard to try and spread a broad message to everyone. Um, and so... In this case, in this, um, there's this idea called uh, an adoption cycle of how people adopt new technologies and new ideas. You're trying to look for what they call your innovators and your early adopters. What we like to call them in the Happy Startup School are your early fans, the people who really get what you're trying to do and connect uh, in the same or think in the same way that you do around the area that you want to work in. And it's rather than trying to grab a percentage of the, you know, a million people or this percent of the whole world is actually trying to pinpoint the people who love what you do and really get what you're trying to do and there it becomes less of a chance uh, less of a case of trying to convince them and blind them with facts figures and features and more of a case of i'm really I'm, you really understanding what they need and you showing the ways that you can help them um, overcome their problems so the exercise that we always like to go through with, with people in our homeschool and the entrepreneurs we work with is trying to build this persona. It's like four quadrants. Um, 
And it's good to kind of do this quickly and not get too bogged down in it and try and do as many of them as possible. It's an iterative process. You don't have to get it right the first time. Uh, and we have an app as well called Persona that helps you do this. Uh, it's a free app. And uh, I'll, if you want to look at it, it's persona.io. I should have put links here. I'll try to put links on the page when I share the video. But um, there are four different areas you want to describe. The first one is pretty basic. It's the name. Give them a name, you know, any name. It's always good to have a name because that name could then encapsulate all the different details about them rather than trying to fit. And it's easier to remember than Persona 1 and Persona 2. Draw a little picture. It's kind of reflective they are, you know. Are they young? Are they old? Uh, are they black? Are they white? Uh, giving you know, having a picture again helps you help that person's or the persona stick in your head. Then you want to go into their, the facts and demographics about them. So some key things about uh, age, job, what hobbies or interests do they have? Um, kind of their context really, and where do they live? Uh, what's the environment like? You know, really trying to paint this picture so that you kind of step in, you can start stepping into their shoes and kind of feel the way they feel. And then the other thing, the third thing is their behaviors. You know, what do they do? What is it they try on a regular basis? Uh, um, what's their typical day, particularly focused around the stuff that you're trying to do? So, pin, you know, you don't have to say, I wake up, I look at my watch, I go and get coffee. But it's, unless you're trying to build a new coffee machine for helping people get up in the morning, Finding, thinking about the behaviors that are within the context of your idea, but trying to look at the, you know, the broader picture, not specifically the point where they're trying to use your product or service. And then also um, the fourth thing, which is really important, is understanding the broad needs and goals. What is it that they're trying to achieve? And I'm going to go and talk, to, talk, to that, I'll talk about that a bit, in a bit more detail uh, later. So the next thing, I'm just going to give you a quick example now, so to give you a bit of context. This is a, just a download from our Persona um, tool. Uh, so this guy, this is kind of the guy, one of the guys we thought we were targeting with a happy start with a homeschool. Um, actually, from the happy startup school and wanting to join the community. There's this guy, Ken Adams. I don't know who it is. There's a name we made up, uh, and we said he was head of HR. So we kind of picked HR because. At the time, we were thinking about people who wanted to bring more happiness to the workplace, who were interested in uh, sort of helping their, uh, their helping employees in the company. So what, what do we know about, or what can we, do we think uh, Ken does? He's uh, 38 years old, he's married to two kids, and an idea of uh, how tired he is. Um, he's full-time employed, a local head of uh, HR in a large corporate, so he's got quite a lot of responsibility. Lives in Brighton, so he's uh, probably either commuting or he works either or legal in general, or some one one of the three big corporates in the um, Brighton, and he's been in the job for more than ten years, so he could be a bit bored from time to job. Behaviors, he's busy all the time. He's got a very structured work schedule. He's like basically feels like he's going through a, a, a timetable of things that he has to do. People are telling him what to do. Um, he's having pointless meetings, and he's got lots of time, free time in the evening to do stuff. Um, and he's been trying to educate himself. He's got he's got into personal development. So this is, you know, this is a clear picture we have of a person, right? And that gives us some kind of context. Um, we know he has free time in the evening. He doesn't have free time during the day. He probably doesn't have free time on the weekends because he has two kids. So it starts really setting the scene for us. So those are the first three points. Hopefully that's given you a feel for how you can start off there. Then, um, what is it they need? And this is where we start thinking about their needs and their goals. So with this guy, Ken, what we're going to say is, uh, he'd like to find more purpose and meaning in his job. 
uh, as we saw before, he's regularly in pointless meetings, meaning time that seems meaninglessly spent. Um, he's got a structured day, he's bored with that routine, and he sees so many things that are going wrong in his job that he can't change, and so he doesn't feel he has the ability to change. So we want the needs he has is he wants to feel more creative. He wants to be able to feel empowered to make change. And so that really helps us pitch what it is that we want to do for him, what we can do for him based on those needs. And so the feeling is he wants to try something new, try new ideas, get out there, become more creative and um, potentially build his own business. So what's getting in his way? So this is where we start thinking about the pains, what's stopping him from actually achieving those goals of solving more problems in his business or actually feeling like he's making more impact. And this is a fairly structured exercise, just a way of kind of creatively getting ideas out of your head. And a lot of the time, again, we, the entrepreneurs we meet, they get fixated on very, a very narrow set of problems because that relates very clearly to the solution they've built. But in fact, what we want them to do to start off with is just like go wild, you know, get, go broad, because you, what you want to do is be open to opportunity and understand where else uh, there could be an easier way for you to sell the idea, but also provide a solution. But we think about actually, all right, let's think about all the different challenges and pains and issues this person has. And this is just a bit of a snapshot from one of the people from our home school, but it's really thinking about uh, this is not related to Ken, unfortunately, but to illustrate, it's really this, this person is a busy, busy parent, so slightly related. You try to think of all the different challenges they have. So with Ken in particular, uh, he doesn't know where to start uh, thinking, you know, he doesn't know which courses to take, he doesn't know what to read, uh, he doesn't know what the process should be from taking an idea to actually making it happen, he doesn't know how to test ideas. Um, he kind of might be scared about putting himself out there. So there's lots of different things. Where, you know, he doesn't can't get childcare. He, uh, he, his partner doesn't understand him in terms of wanting to take a break and make you know go on his own. Uh, his colleagues think he's a bit weird. You know, these are just off the top of your head, but it's really good to map these out as, as things that stop him from doing what he wants to do. And what you want to do is then after that big brainstorm or bit of a mind dump onto a piece of paper. Just cross out the stupid ones that you know clearly are stupid because beforehand it's stupidity is fine, silly ideas is okay to get paper, but now we're going to triage, get down to some really important ones and then start targeting some key pains that you think are actually worth thinking about, worth acting and seeing realistic and then triaging them. And so we've got this little scoring mechanism just again just to quickly make a bit more structure and sense around all the ideas you have, you, you describe the pain. So put it here in this case, getting clear about my startup idea. Ken actually wants to build a startup. That's how he's going to get the sense of freedom to build his own business. And so we score that pain from our perspective in terms of three, uh, so with ability, how are we able to help him with that pain? And what skills do we have, strengths do we have, assets we have to help him achieve uh, solving that pain and one is can't do it very at all three is we have strong ability two is yeah so so in the middle and so in this case for us three we you know we've been building startup businesses for nearly five six years now so we definitely have this strong ability next one is impact so how does solving this pain 
really help this person. Yeah. So how does getting clear about the idea he wants to create impact his ability to, to achieve his goal? And for us, it's massive. It's like, if you're clear about an idea, you're going to take it forward and go with it and nothing's going to stop you. So three, massive impact. If, we, if, wasn't, if it wasn't something that was going to have a, an effect, it would be a one. And then the reality. And here is a case of how, how certain are you that this is a real pain for people? Now, if you're just guessing, then it might be a two, it might be a one. Um, or if you've heard a few people say, you know, anecdotally they might be a pain for them, then maybe a two. We've talked to so many people that was repeatedly the same problem. I'm not clear as the thing I want to build. Big reality. So you add them all up, that's a nine. And you do that with a number of the of various different, all the different pains. So maybe pick about 10 and then start scoring them. And then you start seeing actually, the things that score high should be the ones that you tackle first, and the things that score low should be either forgotten or just relegated for another time. Because the things that you want to try and um, basically <coughs> sell are the things that have real impact, that you have a strong ability to fix and actually make are things that people are, are struggling with. So then you know you targeted the real pain point, you really understood what that is. Now you've got to try and say, how are you going to help them? And, and put them, so this is where your idea comes back into it. So you have the solution in your head. Now you have a context for that solution and you want to communicate that in a real, clear, simple, precise way that people get and you know who you're talking to. So this could be talking to a, an investor or it could be talking to a potential customer, but you're trying to communicate to them, A, what you're going to do for them, why you're going to do it. And also part of this is really important is why you're doing it yourself. Now, there's this nice kind of, there's this kind of structured way of thinking about how your solution service fits into the life of the person that you're trying to sell to or serve. So on the right hand side there, we have the customer, uh, that circle represents the customer, and you can sort of characterize them in these three ways. They have a job to do, yeah? So in this case, Ken, his job or his goal, his need, is to set up his own business, yeah? Because that's gonna satisfy his need to be able to be a little more creative, have more impact, feel like he's making more impact in his life. Now, the things that, the pains that he's having are, he doesn't know where to start, um, he feels like um, uh, everything's a bit, he doesn't know what the path is, where to go next, um, and also he feels a bit lonely. And the gains he's looking for are he wants to, be much more clear about his idea. He wants to feel maybe connected to other entrepreneurs. Um, and so you start creating that picture and thinking, all right, that's, that's his context. And then you look at your solution and say, okay, how can I relieve those pains? So for us with the homeschool, we've got a structured program of uh, lessons to take you through those steps and we'll solve that pain of not knowing where to start and also not knowing what the sequence should be and what to think about when. And then, he said, there's this idea of loneliness. I, I, you know, I feel alone and isolated. And we build a, with the homeschool, we build a community around it. So you can get to know other entrepreneurs who are on the same path and feel like actually you're not the only crazy person who thinks in that way. And that way you're addressing that pain or that gain as well, the, the feeling that I want to be able to um, be part of a community. And also we because of the way the course is structured and the way we take people through it, they get clear on their idea. We're trying to get them to feel like they understand uh, 
exactly what they're trying to achieve. And we make it structured and, and simple so that they can build up on that, uh, that pace of learning. So now we have this picture that we think uh, suits the customer. We have this assumption of what the, the customer is or who there is and what their context is. And we can now relate what we do based on those needs. So the next thing is to then finally go down to this value proposition statement and taking all of that information and trying to condense it into something that makes sense and is clear and when you talk to someone about what you do, they quickly get it and they say, ah, oh, I see why it's useful and I know what you do. Um, and so for this case, I will go through our homeschool. So our homeschool helps first-time entrepreneurs who want to build a business that aligns with who they really are. This is a kind of a really get clear about what they want to do. They want to build a business, but also they want to make it something that they believe in and it suits their lifestyle and the way they want to live. And how do we do that? We do that by providing the knowledge and advice they need to feel clear and confident about their idea. So that pain, that clarity, we're going to help them with that. We're going to give them a structured program to do that. And, and we also, what we're going to do is to, we're going to stop them from wasting time procrastinating because they don't know where to start. And again, that thing is like, I'm not sure what to start. There's too much information out there. We're going to give them a very simple, straightforward program to follow. This is an interesting bit. And this is the thing that you need to think about. How are you different from other, uh, other businesses and other services and products that are out there? So when I was talking about value and choice, so we're talking about the value here, what we offer. Then we're going to think about the choice they're going to have to make. It's like they could go with other alternatives. And why would they choose you? And so this is where understanding their, their context, their behaviors, their, you know, the situation they live in, their own values and, and what they believe in, this is where, why that's important. But then you can tap into that. And for us, it's really about values-driven entrepreneurs. So unlike other startup programs, we place emphasis on happiness as a driver for success and connect them with others that are on a similar path. For these people who think being a business hippie is stupid, and being happy and doing work just doesn't go together, we're tapping into that. We want to make that, we want to join more people together who believe in that same thing, that you can build a business that is driven from passion that serves people but also serves yourself. And then the final thing here, this is really the crux. This is the thing that underlines the story and that gets people believing in what you're doing and believing that you're really out in it for them, not just in it to make some money. It's like, how does it satisfy your needs? And so it satisfies our needs, and this is our needs as the entrepreneurs, people offering the service or product, to, to create impact using our creativity and be part of a like-minded community. Now you know that I'm invested in this because I, it serves my needs as well. So if this thing fails, I fail and, and I don't get what I need. And so if I'm in it for the long term, because it's, so, well, because it's satisfying me, my needs, I'm in it for the long term. So we're in it together. So there you've got here a way of crafting the story, getting clear about the story that you're trying to sell to people in terms of your, what you're trying to do in terms of delivering value. And because it, you're talking about addressing your own needs, it should then start feeling more authentic. And for me, that's where the effortlessness comes in. Because when it isn't authentic, you're using work and energy to try and get your head, you know, try and figure out how can I convince this person. But when it comes from a place where you really believe it, then there's no resistance. And it's like, it rolls off the tongue. The only thing we have to do when it is that passion is like, keep it clean and simple and don't turn it into a massive onslaught of, oh, I love all of this. This is why this structure is great, because you get really, you pinpoint the high value problem, the real bits of 
what you do that really resonate with people rather than bombarding them with everything. Now, this is all very theoretical, lovely. You can do this in the comfort of your home. We do this on an online homeschool. You can do this from uh, and just you know brainstorm on your own. The next step really is to make sure that what you think is the value and what you think is the right message, it really is. Because all of these are assumptions. And what, until you actually talk to people and you actually engage with them, you're never going to know whether they're real or not. And there's a good chance that some of these are wrong and they're not going to be the right things. And so this might, be the, might not be the right message. So in the spirit of Lean, so for those of you who haven't seen this kind of diagram where essentially you, you put your fingers in the ears, you have a plan and you just build, 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 build. And you spend time building something, making loads of assumptions, and then you go to market and then you show it to someone. And that's where there's a big potential for bigness because you haven't tried to listen to people and, and modify your message and modify your product based on what people really think. And so the risk increases and bad news gets worse the longer you leave it. So ideally, what you want to do is basically test every single thought and idea you have. And that's why this structure we find is really good because you can do your little personas and then you can test them. Do these people really exist? I can go out and I can talk to people and I can see actually, is there a Ken Adams out there? And if there are Ken Adams, uh, if he has two kids, does he feel like this? Is he working in HR? If he works in HR in a big corporate, does he have these needs and behaviors? Does he have these types of behaviors? And does he have these things? And some of them might be wrong, and that's where you go back and you change and you edit it. But you're trying to talk to as many people as possible to make sure these personas, these customers that you think you want, really do exist, and those needs are really, really real. And that's why going out uh, and call it the coffee shop test, taking someone out for a coffee, but really basically engaging with them and having a chat with them and not asking them, do you like my idea or do you want to buy this thing? It's like really understanding their context and really checking whether that persona is real. Those needs, are they real? And then from there, you can start and also thinking about their pains, exploring. So you, we did this painstorming and trying to brainstorm all the different types of pains we think they might have. This is a good time to actually understand which pains they really have. And maybe they'll tell you something that you hadn't thought of that you could really help them with. So with us, one of the things that we have on our community that we didn't realize was a big problem that actually we can solve is we need a directory. We need people, and this was told to us while we talked to people, that we, we want to have the ability to find everyone else in the community. So that's something we should be doing. Um, so we can make lots of assumptions what we think is going on, but straight from the horse's mouth, that's the best test of whether you've got somewhere, something of value to sell to people. Or problem that you should really be tackling. A really good book for trying to uncover what uh, the real problems people are facing is this book called The Mom Test by Rob Fitzpatrick. He's, um, uh, he talks about basically how to explore what people need without talking about the solution. Because it's, and also not trying to test this stuff with friends and family. Because most of the time they say, yeah, it's all great. We love it, go ahead and do it. You want to talk to test it with strangers, people you don't know, and you want to do it in a way that's more about exploration and understanding rather than pushing an idea on people. So, um, hopefully that has been, that has been interesting. Um, this, these, all of these exercises are extracts from bits of exercises that we do on our homeschool. So if you're interested in doing the homeschool, you've got an idea you want to create and put out in the world, you don't know where to start, you basically found it hard selling, you find it hard trying to understand how can I build a business that's related to what I want, 
or maybe I don't know what I want. That's a big problem. That's why we built Hunger School, to try and bridge those two gaps between the person and the way they're going to make a living. And how we can do that, it's an ongoing journey, but starting from somewhere where you're very, very clear and with very strong foundations of understanding about what you want. So what I'm going to do now, uh, I'm going to go and have a quick look at the comments and the questions. So let me switch off. There we go. Stop the share. Get me back on screen. I think that's me. Right. So uh, I see there is... Cool. There is one question, and, and I'm going to try and answer this now. Answer live. So this is Lisa. Hi, Carlos. Any particular tips for selling to investors? Um, yes. Uh, in terms of, they're like anyone, whether they're a customer or someone, or you, you need to understand what they need. Yeah. What is it they want? What is, do they want to look good? Uh, do they want to make social impact? Or do they just want to make loads of money? And then tackling that based on your idea. So if they want to make loads of money, you've got to have a clear message of how your product's going to scale and grow and address that need to make a big return. If actually, through talking to them or finding out more about what these investors are, they want to make social impact, then that's a different matter. Then you want to talk about the outcomes, how it's going to make people's lives better, how it's going to you know, create a better world, better society. Um, or it could be, they're bored. You know, there are angel investors out there who just want to start a new thing. So they don't really care so much about that idea as long as they're involved. So maybe the way you approach them is actually, I want a partner. I want someone who's going to help me build this thing. I want someone to collaborate with. Me. Yeah. So thinking about those needs. So it's like my, you know, going back to the value proposition statement, our startup helps investors who basically exited their startup and want to do something new because they're bored by including them in the business and uh, you know, getting them on board with my ideas and creating massive impact and making them feel good. Yeah? I hope that makes sense. It's like rather than just uh, pitching facts and figures and numbers, kind of doing a bit of background to research and tell the type of investors you want to work with and the type of investors you can get in touch with. And also, uh, I can remember doing a workshop at uh, Impact Hub Westminster about what investors look at. You know, there's the facts and the figures and the numbers, and they're all a bit of guesswork, especially if it's an innovative idea. What they're really interested in is you and the passion. So they want to know what is the problem you're trying to solve? Why are you the best person to solve that problem? And why are you interested in solving that problem? Because they're looking for that. And that's the thing that's going to give them comfort in knowing that you're going to take it the full way. Yeah? So there's other things that investors want, and I, I, this probably isn't the scope for doing that. So hopefully that's going to be useful. Uh, who have we got here? Next question. So that's done. Um, G2P. All right, I'm gonna, I haven't read this question, so I'm going to try it now. G2P, we have a product tested, but our target group are real estate agents. How do you target them? We've tried cold calling, but this doesn't work. We can't get an appointment to meet with them to present our product idea. Uh, there are estate agents everywhere. Right? Can you just walk down the street and knock on the door? I, I, that's a facetious answer. I'm not sure. What do you know? People who know estate agents. Sometimes when you're trying to get in front of people, you need to have a referral. But another way is actually, how can you help them? What small thing can you do? Do them a favor, whether it's have a bit, you show them a bigger product that's going to solve a problem for them early. You want to build trust in them. And estate agents, they're busy. They're trying to start off to the next viewing or something or what other. 
there needs to be something in it for them. So rather than cold calling, you're going to somehow get in there with an offer. It's like, oh, we got a new free ebook on how to make your business really rocket. Yeah. What content, you know, content strategies, content marketing, anyway, providing some little bits of information that helps them, that then hopefully opens the door to them. So that's my two pennies around that. Uh, Anna, what did Anna ask? Sorry, we got, hi Carlos, thanks for the session. I got a lot of emails from people telling me that they love an article I've written. It speaks to them 100% and exactly how they feel. How can I bridge the gap from this initial interest to sales? Uh, to a sales conversation where we talk about how I uh, can actually support your webinar. Yay! Why didn't you? Uh, I'm sorry, but it's a, there's a person across my hand, my head. Get them, you know, you want the email, get the email address. Uh, if, you, if they understand what you're doing, um, if they, what you're doing resonates with them, then you want to talk to them more. So rather, some people you can just email back and say, all right, I'd like to find out more about you. Maybe you do a, if there's a lot of them, you maybe do an initial webinar and you say, okay, if you want to know more, well, talk to them more about the challenge or an issue or the content that you have, and then offer some free time, 10, 15 minutes to, to give some free consultancy or something. Or say, if you want to talk to me, you can talk to me and email me and we'll set up a call. Um, that's the first thing that popped into my head. Hopefully that's useful. Um, next one, okay, yes. Uh, Lisa says thanks. I'll do another two. What time is it? Okay, good. We're on time. Uh, I need to ask, what about the initial stage when you launch a product that since it's all new, you still have not built up a brand reputation? How to best approach this? Um, this is one of those questions that I think there's no silver bullet or no single answer. It's kind of courses for courses. Depends on what your audience is like. So I can only talk from, so I'll talk from our perspective. So, how do we build up a reputation? It was blogging, webinars, uh, doing events and workshops. Uh, we have a space here in Brighton that we call our clubhouse. We do a monthly event called Lean Coffee. So we get people in and they get to sort of network and solve their problems together. Um, we published an ebook and we put that out there. So was, again, the whole content marketing strategy of Basically, sharing your knowledge, really trying to put as much information about what you do out there. Be very clear about what you stand for. So I think brand is about uh, it's about the story you tell. Uh, and um, we have a good friend called Jeremiah Gardner who wrote a book called The Lean Brand. And it isn't just about logos and flashy ads and stuff. It's about being clear about your values, what you stand for, your mission. And then really talking about that in a, an authentic manner and spreading that information. Um, and that's how it works for us. I mean, I'm sure there's lots of brand experts out there who can tell you differently about kind of hacks and tools and growth effects to do it. But for us, it's about authentic storytelling and being really clear about the mission you're on and why you're on that mission. Um, we've got, hi, Judy. Hi, Judy. Judy's on our home school. Thank you very much for joining the call. Um, She's asking, uh, if so, uh, perhaps you already asked, what are some effective and happy ways to sell, promote in social media? In social media. All right, how to promote and sell in, on social. Um, happy ways. Happy ways. So, again, I will talk from my personal perspective. For me, uh, video, I like video. I'm really not good at writing. Not that I'm not, I don't, can't, don't like writing. 
Uh, it's just I feel I don't have the time to write, and I need lots of space to write. Lawrence is a lot better than me at writing. So for me, video on social media works. So Facebook Live, I'll go there and I talk about what's going through my head at the time, or I've got a bit of a topic, and I just ad lib as it goes. Um, on Twitter, I, again, video seems to be very good, but then you need to have skills for making video. You need to have, again, it comes back to your story. You need to have a theme or a story that you want to talk about and then try and put that, um, yeah, put that across in bite-sized chunks, whether it's on Twitter or on as posts or shared information on, on Facebook. Um, so happy ways, I think is very contextual. For me, a happy way is talking to camera uh, and trying to answer questions and problems. Uh, and for me, that works. So I think it's really understanding what's your way. Is it, is it doing infographics? Is it drawing, uh, writing articles? Is it speaking? Uh, those are the three things I could think of. And then making small versions of that and, and putting that out on social media. And doing it regularly. That's, uh, we're a bit guilty of not doing that regularly enough, particularly on um, kind of videos. But having a nice, uh, regular pulse. That's my tip. Um, and finally, oh, Judy again says, people say that they enjoy my blog but will not subscribe. Okay, uh, I think you're going to give them a reason, a very clear reason to subscribe in terms of maybe you set up a sequence of uh, emails, you know, can these automated email sequences of content that's going to be useful for them. Maybe it's like a, a, a we, what we have is we have, we had our Canvas course, we just thought we have our Canvas course. Uh, is a paid course at the moment, but it used to be a free course. Uh, but the clear value was it, it took people through a set of steps that they could learn something. So that's a good way to get people to subscribe to something, offer them something, yeah? rather than just subscribe and get something that you're already getting by getting to your blog. Something that they wouldn't get otherwise. Yeah. So that's, again, from our experience, a way of doing things. I will answer one more question, and this is uh, from Narenda. Uh, he asked, how to convince a prospect for using your services when his past experience with the same kind of service was not so good? Uh, yeah, there's the word convince. Yeah, I'm sh so my thing is you shouldn't need to be able to convince them if they trust you. And so my, my pro take on that is you need to build trust. How are you going to build that trust? Find a way of building that trust. So for me, there's things that come up. You build that trust by trying to help them. You know, find out what is their challenge, what's the problem, and what little things you can do. And I'm not saying trying to give your services out for free, but what small things that are very easy for you to do, uh, and do that for them for free. Yeah. So solve the little problems they have easily, and then help them understand where you're coming from and why you're doing it, and that you have their best interests at heart. And then build that trust. And then not so much about convincing, it's just about them knowing that you're going to help them and they don't have to worry about you showing off or basically sharpening them and not giving them the service or, or the satisfying the needs they, they need satisfying. So um, I'm going to have a quick look through the messages to see if there's anything I missed there. Um, <laughs> thank you, Ranjit. We do happy selling well. Um, Happy selling, is that a thing now? Um, African, so we've got any uh, tips? Selling the phone. No, I don't know any tips there, sorry. Cool. Um, 
if you have any questions, uh, any further questions, just uh, send them on to me on Twitter at Kung Fu Carlos or at Happy Startups. Um, if you're interested in learning more about this stuff, I urge you to do the homeschool. Uh, that's happystartschool.com forward slash homeschool. What we're doing now as well is if you join the community, uh, you can get the homeschool for free. So the community is $35 a month. Um, the homeschool is usually $249 for the course. So if you join the community, we'll get you, we'll enroll you to the next tribe. Thing about the, the community that's really important is we're going to connect you with a whole load of other purpose-driven entrepreneurs, people who want to build businesses that feel authentic and feel like they're doing something positive. Um, whether they're web designers, coaches, social media experts, um, the, the list is endless. People building uh, subscription services, people building products, people in India, people in the US, people in Europe. There's, we, there's a whole group community of people from all over who are very like-minded values, like-minded people doing a range of different things all in a happy way. So if you want to do that, if you want to push your business forward, please come and join us. Um, the more of you that join us, the more, the longer that we can keep on doing this stuff. And I'd love to be doing free webinars as much as possible. Uh, and to know that there are people there who need this and it helps them, be joining the community is the thing that, that makes that happen. So if you're interested in that, it's the happystarbopschool.com forward slash membership. Uh, and the other thing, Facebook. Like our Facebook page, please follow us on there, see what's going on. And also if you haven't followed us on Twitter, at Happy Startups. So I hope you guys have a good rest of the day. Um, have a good weekend. And uh, I will email you with the details of the recording um, over the weekend. Okay, take care, bye-bye.